Hello, everyone. I've called this meeting today for a very special reason, just to say hello. Okay, who's first? Who would like to be first? Go ahead. Hi, I'm Martin from Bangalore. I was just wondering if you had any future documentaries in the Hmm. I do. Um, we did a voice for um, a documentary, and I'm trying to remember which one it was, what the name of it was. Um, I'll try to think about it and get it back to you if I can during this time period. That's an interesting question. I hadn't even thought about it in this last year that I did some work in documentation. Yeah. I'll think about it and try to get back to you. Another question? Go ahead. Hi, I'm, I'm Joel from Metro Watch. I have a question which isn't related to genre, but you've been a, a campaigner for, for water. Are you still campaigning? Yes, I am. Uh, this has been uh, one of the most uh, extraordinary uh, difficulties that I've understood, especially right now in the Southern California and the southwestern part of the United States, um, water has become extinct. We ha we have we don't have enough water. Uh, most of us have cut back to half the usage that we were using before. And of course, the preservation of uh, of our water throughout the country and around the world has been uh, one that we've been trying desperately hard to understand. Uh, the water keeper has extended itself from the Hudson River where it started back in, in the 1980s to um, now around the world. And the, we have water keepers here in, in England and all over the world and all the continents. And uh, I'm very grateful for the volunteers that do that because it's all volunteerism. And uh, they take care of our waterways and Needless to say, I mean, I'd rather have water than oil. <clears throat> Hi, uh, I'm from the NCM's website. I was just wondering, uh, when you come to an event like this, what's your favorite part about meeting the fans? Uh, the most beautiful part of doing a convention, any convention really of this magnitude, uh, anywhere in the world, is the love fest. It becomes a love fest from the beginning very first person that comes up and says thank you, I say thank you back. And then they say thank you to me, and I say no, thank to you. And we spend at least five to seven minutes of saying thank you back and forth. And how much they love the show and are big fans, I say, well, I'm a bigger fan of the show than you are. And they go, oh, well, gosh. And, you know, and so we, we talk. We talk a lot. I, I talk with everybody. I sign with uh, my guests whenever they want an autograph, because that Everyone comes up for an autograph. They just come up to say thank you. And so, um, but when I sign, I sign like War and Peace. You know, it's, I, I write forever. And uh, I have really good penmanship, so people are just so happy to receive the, the, this autograph because it becomes very special to them. And it should. I'm very grateful for the privilege of living this life. I've lived an extraordinary life over the last 45 years. And I've uh, done told incredible stories and people have allowed me to continue to do that by their participation so I am very grateful I didn't know anything about the festivals and I always thought that it was something I, I don't really have the time to get involved in going around and signing autographs but then uh, one day the entire cast went and uh, I was told by the chief Aaron Douglas 
what the situation was and how incredible it was, but I, I never went. And then one day I did go. And I'm very grateful that I did because that's when it hit me as to what exactly was being done. And he would say, this is not about making money. It's all about just saying thank you to the fans. And I said, okay. So I went, and uh, since then, uh, any opportunity I get, I don't get that many, but when I do, I I do come. Seven years ago, I was here in London with Brian Cooney, and uh, his structure has grown extraordinarily. I mean, it's been amazing how many people are here. Opening day is uh, over 50,000. I think they sold out. Yeah, it's a lot of people for one day. And that rivals almost every major uh, convention in the world. You know, it uh, gets to be very strong. And I'm very grateful that uh, they have that kind of commitment here in England. So um, I love the fans, and I love being able to say thank you to them. Question? Yes, sir. My name is Matt from Games and it's not a game related actually. Um, two years ago, the Capcom Platinum cast went to the UN. I was just wondering how much of an impact using that name to the world as a whole. Most of us in here don't know about that. Actually, I should say, how many of you reporters know that I, that we spoke at the UN? Raise your hands if you know. Okay, about half of us. Not bad. The other half, just know that uh, you can go online and you can see it. It's probably one of the most extraordinary experiences I've ever understood in my lifetime. I, I don't even know how we got invited. When they invited us, uh, it was a shock. You know, They said that we'd like you to come and speak in front of the UN. And I said, the United Nations. They said, yes. I said, what are we going to talk about? Your show. And uh, I said, whoa, okay. I, I understand that, you know, they might have some questions. The entire UN? Yes. Okay. Well, come. So two of us came, uh, the actors. It was Mary McDonald, myself, and two of the producers, uh, and the writer, of course, is Ron Moore, who's a producer, and David Icke, who also wrote and produced it. And the narrator, the uh, person, actually the uh, commentator and the person who's uh, structuring everything, was uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, who's a big, big fan of science fiction, but especially of uh, Star Trek, of course, of which he was in, and also Battlestar. So uh, it felt really unusual and a usual coupling together of people. But as soon as it started, I realized what we were in for. We talked about five basic principles of understanding of situations. What we talked about was reconciliation, um, children in war, right to choose, right to life, um, uh, terrorism, and suicide bombings. And as soon as you get into those topics, you start to realize, you say, well, wait a minute, those are topics that are pretty common to almost all parts of the world. Yes. And the strongest one, of course, was reconciliation. How do you get people to reconcile their differences? And what they were doing and what they did with our show, and the only show they've been able to do it with, was to show what the UN does every day, what they work in, what their executive directors are challenged with every single moment. And so the very first thing we talked about was reconciliation, which was truly the strongest. They played about seven to eight minutes of the show and expressed what it was that we were dealing with, with Cylon's reconciliation between humanity and 
humans and Cylons. And how could that possibly be reconciled in so far that they had annihilated and wiped out all human species? I mean, to the point where there was only 49,000 of us left. Of the billions of people that there were, there's only 49,000 that we know of. And that was the whole idea. So they spoke about reconciliation. Seven, eight minutes of that, then boom. The head executive director sat down here next to me, and he spoke for about 15 to 20 minutes on what the U.N. and how it works. Now, you got to remember, the place was sold out. Every chair was taken. And also there was press from all over the world lining the walls. And so he talked about how the U.N. deals with reconciliation, how they work on a daily level on trying to reconcile the differences of the wars that are going on on the planet right now. And then we went on to talk about waterboarding, terrorism, you know, suicide bombings. And, and we started to go through the different things, children in war. But it was so impactful. Over three hours we spoke. It's all documented. You can go online and see it on YouTube. I highly recommend you do it. Now you ask what I spoke, and I said one of the things that I said, which was taken pretty strongly and uh, caused a lot of reverberation amongst the planet, was the fact that uh, I spoke about one race, that there's only one race, and that's the human race. The person, the executive director that was talking about reconciliation had used the word race as a cultural determinant, meaning that there was a white race, a brown race, a yellow race, a red race, a black race. And I turned to him as he was sitting next to me and I said, you know, I've been sitting here and this is to the whole world and I really respect this man, and here he's still using the word race as if it was a cultural determinant. And we all in this room use it that way. There's not one person in this room that does not use race that way. Well, that's wrong. That's what I told him. You're all wrong. Because there's only one race. The human race. And inside of that human race, there are wonderful cultures. African cultures, indigenous cultures, Asian cultures, Caucasian cultures, Latin cultures, but there's only one race. And I was so unbelievably tense. You'll see it. I mean, for those that have, how many of you have seen the, 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 the have any of you seen the YouTube uh, situation? No one? You're going to get your mind blown. <laughs> You're going to love it. You really love it. You ask the question, I can guarantee you that you will end up being very, very satisfied with what happened there that day. Uh, a matter of fact, about two months after we got done, I get a phone call from the executive director telling me that the first uh, major conference on diversity held in Durban uh, changed their charter to stop using the word race as a cultural determinant, and now uses it only, meaning the unification of humanity, all of us being one. And I said to him, I hope that the UN will change their charter too. And I hope that you'll change your way of using that word too. Because inevitably we are stuck. If we keep on looking at each other as being 
different races, then we're falling in line as to why it was created in the first place in 1471 when they defined it for the first time as different races. If you look at the encyclopedia or if you look at the dictionary, you'll see how it was used and when they defined races the way they have. It was in the 15th century. And it was used for one reason, so that it would be easier for us to kill each other. That was a simple, basic reason for the distinction between the cultures. And we need to, uh, really to come back, <laughs> go back to the understanding that one, we're all from Africa. Two, that we're all in the same race, the human race. And when you can conceivably understand that, really understand it, where our DNA comes from, and we as human beings come from, and I said this at the UN, it exploded. I mean, people are nuts and cheered. They went crazy. Thanks for the question. Next. How are we actually? Is that a question? I'm afraid, but that was incredible.